It's Thursday, February 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today for Motley Fool, Rule Breakers and Million Dollar Portfolio, Simon Erickson. And from Rule Breakers and Supernova, David Kretzman. Happy Thursday, gentlemen. Good morning, hey, Chris. Chris. Snow falling outside. Did you see that? Beautiful. Just started it? up, right? I, I feel I, I, I'm probably wrong, but I like to think we're taking just a tiny bit of snow away from New England because those people need a break. I think they, they have had to enough. spare. They, they, yeah, they have snow to spare. Uh, earnings Palooza rolls on. We're going to talk Baidu. We're going to talk Tesla Motors. American Express and Costco in the news. We'll get to that. It's not due to earnings. Let's start with Tesla, though. Kind of a rough fourth quarter, Simon. They missed on profit. They missed on revenue. They missed on everything. And the stock, which was not cheap to begin with, is a little bit cheaper, down around 9% this morning. You looked at the quarter. Was there a silver lining? Was there anything good here? Yes. Okay. I, I think so. Uh, Tesla, first of all, this is go big or go home. This right. is probably one of the biggest risk but biggest reward companies on the market right now. Um, you're right. That, that there's some short-term headwinds going on with this company, mostly being that they, they didn't deliver the number of Model S sedans they expect in the fourth quarter. And sales in China right now are, are pretty terrible. You know, They just released that the company only sold 120 vehicles in all of China last month. So they've got their work yeah, cut but out. Yeah, I mean, for is, is China a big market? <laughs> they want actually to be selling as many cars in China as in the United States by the end of next year. So there's some work that they've got to do, both from a, from a sales and marketing and also a PR perspective. I think on getting that. But you know, if the other side of that, the reason I say there's also the reward is is you know Tesla is kind of. Um, Developing a, a new market here. There's not a huge market for electric vehicles right now, and they are they are kind of the top dog in this developing market. They're looking to have 55,000 vehicles delivered by the end of 2015. That's a 74 percent growth, and then 500,000 by the year 2020, um, which equates to about 55 percent a year, and then millions in quotes right now, but millions by the year 2025. So, if electric vehicles um, really are going to be the next big thing. Tesla's in the front runner for this, and I think that they're going to take the lion's shares and the money from that. David, you and I were talking earlier this morning. It, it seems like among the headwinds they have, this this is particularly when you look at how Tesla explained the results from this quarter. And one of the things they said was, "Well, we were sort of hurt by weather." I think they made the point that production was fine. They they, they were delivering on production, um, but. The, the actual deliveries of the car was held up in some cases by weather, in some cases by uh, people taking vacations over the holidays, which I got to be honest, struck me as a little bit of an odd thing to call out in a press release. But, but that's neither here nor there. But it does seem like the lack of the uh, dealerships, this is the first quarter I've looked at that and thought, I feel like this hurts them a little bit. I'm not suggesting that they just wholesale change their business model. But look, if you're going to drop 70, 80, 90 grand on a car, you're going to want to test drive it. And this is not, because they don't have dealerships in place, it's, it's really kind of hard to do that. Yeah, Tesla is a tough company to judge quarter to quarter. But if trends like this continue for a couple quarters, or even you know, an entire year. Then, then I would uh, I would agree with you. I think right now it's still a little early to tell. Uh, like Simon mentioned, that the Chinese market has been kind of weak for Tesla. It's a brand new market for the company. But Elon Musk was saying, look, it, 
it doesn't like obviously we want China to do well and they're going to continue to focus there, but it's such a small market right now. Like yeah, sales there were tough, but it's not like the company had more cars that they could produce. So right now the company uh, is really building out. I mean, it's investing in the Gigafactory to develop uh, the batteries. Uh, especially for that mass market vehicle, the Model Three, which hopefully will be released within the next few years, uh, they're they're building production facilities for the Model X. Uh, they're building out, really, just building out their production capacity. So by the end of this year, they should have the capacity to b- produce 2,000 cars per week, which is well over what they're producing now. So that would basically mean that they could produce more than 100,000 cars each year by the end of this year. Uh, so Tesla, again, it's a tough company to look at quarter to quarter. Elon Musk is not. He's not worried so much about where Tesla is going to be the middle of this year. He, I mean, in, in the uh, in the conference call, he was talking about 2025. This is a multi-decade story with Tesla. So, yeah, not not a great quarter, uh, but you know, Tesla's investing for future growth, and I think that's what counts. Yeah, Simon. Part of what uh, is getting coverage today in the financial media is Elon Musk's comment about where his company, where he thinks his company can be in 2025, and where he thinks they can be is where Apple is right now. He was talking about, hey, look, we think we can get to a market cap of $700 billion in 10 years. And mathematically, that's possible. But, Pretty conservative, right? But, <laughs> but I, what's their market cap now? $25, $26 billion, Something like that? I, and again, part of the coverage is people sort of say, wait a minute, you're comparing yourself to where Apple is? Isn't it a little early to do that? Well, if if that is going to be the case, Tesla has to be more than a car company. It just I mean, the best selling vehicle in America is is the still the the Ford F Series, which sells about sold about seven hundred sixty five thousand vehicles last year. So I mean, there's big ambitions for the car part, and I'm not trying to discount that too. But I think that that Tesla, you know, with this huge investment in the Gigafactory that David mentioned. You know the the potential for lithium ion batteries and a whole bunch of applications outside of just cars. They're looking at the cost of that down thirty percent. I think that that has some some potential and uh, a, a whole bunch of things too. So if they are going to be of, of the of the scale and the size that Apple is, we're not just going to be thinking about Tesla as a car company in ten years. And in the press release, they they mentioned that the Gigafactory should be producing batteries in twenty sixteen. So that that's coming up. So Tesla is the type of company. Looking one quarter to the next is really not the best way to look at this company. Like Elon Musk is focused, you know, in the long term, the company is just plowing cash into these different efforts. Another thing that we didn't mention was building uh, a record number of 125 supercharger stations. So now they have 380 of these supercharger stations, which are a free way to fuel up your Tesla. So, yeah, te- Tesla's looking, you know, three, five, ten years down the road. That that's really key to keep in mind. Let's move on to a longtime partnership that appears to be about to end. Uh, American Express said its agreement with Costco is going to end next year. This is amid reports that Costco is negotiating with other credit card companies. More than 70 million people shop at Costco, and the only credit card they can use is American Express up to this point. And David, it seems like if we're just judging this by the reaction of the stock, it appears that uh, Costco has gotten the better of uh, American Express in this regard because shares of Amex down around 6% today. I look at that, and I, I don't own either of these stocks, but I look at that as investors saying on some level, uh, you should go back to the negotiating table and see if you can give Costco the, the terms that they want. Yeah, I, I would 
agree with the market at this point that American Express has more to lose here than Costco. Uh, I mean, these companies have been working together for uh, about 16 years now. Uh, just to give a little background, American Express has about 170 million cards in force or cards in the market. And like you said, Costco has around 70 million members. But if Costco goes to MasterCard or Visa, which have considerably more card members, I don't think Costco members aren't going to cancel their Costco membership because, oh, shoot, I can't use my American Express card anymore. Most people are going to already have a Visa or a MasterCard. So, yeah, I, I think Costco really has the bargaining power in this relationship and doesn't have nearly as much uh, to, to lose as American Express. I've actually heard the opposite from people. I've, he- I've heard people say, the only reason I have an American Express card is because I shop at Costco. Right. Any chance Apple gets involved here? I, 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 I mean, if you're in charge of Apple Pay, aren't you calling up Costco and saying, hey, what kind of terms are you looking for? Because we've got cash to burn. Yeah, I mean, Apple, I would say, has bargaining power that some of these other companies don't have. Uh, I think Visa and MasterCard are also in a good position, but that would definitely be a win for Apple Pay if they could have presence, you know, with those 70 million plus Costco members who, you know, probably have an iPhone and, you know, would likely use Apple Pay if they had the chance at Costco. So that would be interesting to see uh, what players step up. It looks like uh, MasterCard is an early winner here. I think they're building a relationship with uh, Costco in Canada. Uh, Capital One is another company that's come up, but either way, like I don't, I don't see American Express <laughs> in a great position right now. Now that they lose this partnership with Costco, because I mean that that was that was a key reason people had that card, like you mentioned, and uh, I don't think people really miss out if American Express is no longer accepted there. Jim Senegal is no longer the CEO at Costco, but uh, he was for about thirty years, and he visited Full HQ a couple of times, and and on one occasion he. Um, shared a story about Starbucks and how they had a relationship with Starbucks. They were selling uh, Starbucks coffee, in, obviously, in bulk, because really everything's in bulk at Costco. And uh, I, I, th- I think the, the news hook for the story was that uh, the price of coffee uh, beans had plummeted. And so Howard Schultz, the CEO at Starbucks, had said something publicly about how this was great for their business and they were going to pass the savings on to customers and I think what he meant probably meant by that was well we're just we're not going to raise prices we're just going to keep them low you know keep them where they are and so Costco was like hey we're one of your customers we can we can we negotiate a you know uh, some sort of deal here and Starbucks said no and then Senegal got involved and, and called up Howard Schultz and said Howard you know I, I understand we're, we're at sort of an impasse and I just want you to know um I'm really sorry we're not going to be selling your coffee in our stores anymore. <laughs> and once again, it's, you know, Costco's got the upper hand. I mean, it's, it's I, I can't, it, it's almost like, I, I, in some ways, it's, it's maybe no different than Apple. In the same way that Apple is such a big business and can almost dictate terms to any of its vendors or any of its suppliers. Well, that's. I think that's especially true for Costco too. We talk a lot about digital payments and everything moving to the internet, and you know, Costco is one of those businesses you don't really move to the internet. You're still going to go and you're going to load up on the five thousand pack of toilet paper and everything else that you buy in bulk at, at Costco. And you know, I think that that's why we're we're focusing on on why they have so much power. There's there's a lot of conversations about retailers losing share to Amazon and and you know losing the moat that they have. I, I don't think we've really had that same discussion about Costco, probably for those kind of reasons. Yeah, and I would say Costco might even have more bargaining power over suppliers than say like 
Walmart or even Amazon because Costco, rather than have a bunch of SKUs or a bunch of products, they, they really limit the amount of products they have and they just do high volume, uh, low prices on those uh, SKUs. So that, that puts more pressure on suppliers than I would say even with Amazon or Walmart in some cases. So yeah. that's important to remember. And they've got the samples. That's right. On Saturday morning samples. Never discount the samples, Indeed. man. <laughs> Are you guys both Costco, Costco members? I'm not. My, my family was growing up, so I, I visited Costco's growing up, but I haven't signed up yet now that I'm you? an adult. Uh, no, but I do uh, eagerly go with anyone that wants to take a trip to Costco for the samples. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, you're just renting yourself out as a wingman? Like, I'll help you pack up the car, but... Well, no comment yet, but, but, but yes, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to Baidu. Uh, shares of the... Chinese search engine down around 5% after fourth quarter profits came in lower than expected, and they lowered guidance for the first quarter. That's kind of the one-two punch, Simon. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 when I look at Baidu and how big they are and how dominant they are, I'm inclined to just say, well, this is a speed bump that they've hit. Is it a speed bump, or is there something bigger than that going on. Uh, no, I completely agree with you, Chris, that this is a speed bump. This is a company, like you said, that's big, getting bigger, uh, dominant, getting more dominant. And I think this is this is a short-term reaction from the market. Market didn't like that revenue was up only 48% year over year, uh, whereas SGNA, Sales General Administrative was up 89%, Research and Development up 69%. So they're investing in themselves. You know, Baidu is putting money behind their mobile platform which is now 42% of revenue you know, through the three gateways that they mentioned, mobile search, mobile maps, and then app distribution. The, um, the really interesting thing out of the story that I'm seeing is where those investments are going. Uh, first of all, you know, some of the stuff they're investing in in mobile is improving that user experience. One of the things they called out was voice recognition. About 10% of search traffic is now coming from people speaking to their phones over Baidu, saying, I want to find this. And on top of that... Uh, they didn't call out as much in the uh, in the report this report, but they're also investing heavily in artificial intelligence, making sense of what you're saying to make Uh-oh. sure you're getting the best results. Spooky, a little a little scary when you think about. It. But you know what they're doing this too is to differentiate themselves so that everyone's going to start using Baidu because it knows exactly what you're what you want to look for, and they've seen the results from it. They got 180 million monthly active users, and they're distributing 174 million apps per day over the Baidu platform. It's amazing how big the user base is. How much bigger can it get? It, and let me put one restriction on this. If Baidu is not able to really grow beyond China, and I know it's obviously the biggest market out there, but it already has such an overwhelming percentage of the search market how much bigger can they get within China? Well, I love this question because it's something we talk about all the time at Rule Breakers. You know, this company, even before today's drop a little bit on the stock price, was kind of hitting all-time highs. And we keep looking at, you know, this is a dominant company. Can they keep getting bigger? The answer is absolutely yes. They've got about 500. The way Baidu makes money is from the advertising customers, similar like Google in the United States. People are advertising on this platform to, to get the user's attention. And they've got 523,000 advertising customers on the platform right now. That was up 16% year over year, but it's still a drop in the bucket when you consider how many small businesses are in China. China added 8 million small businesses uh, to, in the country last year alone, and they've got just a huge base that they can, they can go from. 
but also those advertisers are spending a lot more money because they're getting the better results from users. Baidu's got Baidu Connect now, which, you know, we were talking about those personalized conversions. It's focusing on users making transactions on the platform, buying movie tickets, hailing a cab, stuff like this. And that just allows them to raise prices even more with their advertising base. So we've seen revenue per advertising customer go up 26% year over year. That's now at $4,200 per quarter that the average advertiser is spending. I think there's a lot of growth still in this company, even at the all-time highs. Um, We're still keeping an eye on this one. You agree with that? Yeah, I think it's a phenomenal company. The thing to watch with Baidu and companies like Google and even smaller companies like Retail Me Not is companies that have done really well online or on PCs are having a tough time converting sales to the same level or the same profitability on mobile. Uh, So uh, I was looking at Baidu's report, and uh, advertisers are are only paying about 60% the rates on mobile that they would pay on PC for Baidu. So that that's the key thing, I think, to watch in the coming years is how effectively can companies like Baidu, Google, uh, and smaller companies as well, how, how effectively can they transition from PC-based advertising to mobile-based advertising? Because it's just it's a different dynamic interacting with uh, consumers that way. So that, that's what I'm keeping an eye on. You can follow us on Twitter, at MarketFoolery is our handle. A comment uh, from Zach Lubarsky in Seattle. Yesterday's conversation that touched on Shake Shack, Zach writes, you got to go to Shake Shack, best burger on the planet, no qu- no contest. And then he writes, F in and out. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. So I don't know what the in and out uh, burger forget people are. Uh, uh, yes, forget, forget in and out. Okay. Yes, I'm sure that's what he was right. referring got to. Got it, got it. PG. Uh, um, you, you're a West Coast guy. You've been to In-N-Out Burger, right? I have been there. I'm vegetarian and I can't eat gluten. I have celiac disease, so I can't eat a whole lot of In-N-Out. I've had their French fries, and they're pretty good. But I, I will tell you that Californians are obsessed with In-N-Out. Yeah. Like it, it, it's crazy. So my friends there, they they'll rave about In-N-Out. They could eat there all day long. Let's wrap up with uh, with Costco. I, I, you're going to get one bulk item delivered to your home, so you don't have to glom onto someone. One bulk item. It can be food, it can be household, but you know someone's making a Costco run. They're like, I'll, "I'll pick up one thing for you." What are you going with, David? The Kirkland Signature Trail Mix. Oh, that's that's some that good stuff. That stuff's good. Yeah. That is some good stuff. Yes, yeah, I could eat that all day. Yeah, growing up, that that was kind of a staple in our house, and wow. yeah, I could. I could definitely go. You got some room of that. in your place for like a pallet of that? Someone shows up with. I, I'll make room. You'll make- <laughs> Simon, what about you? This is a tough question. I. I- David's going to back me up, I'm sure, on this, but could we have some kind of partnership with Costco to sell Chipotle oh. in, in mass quantities so you can just like line up Chipotle for the entire month? I'll uh, be there all day. Yeah, the, the, the freshness aspect. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> that, that you want be... a pallet of burritos. Ooh, that's uh, true. If Chipotle gets into hot dogs, then Costco might be interested. There it is. You know, for me, and this is going to sound pretty mundane, for me, it's just light bulbs. Because it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, for whatever reason... It's not. I never buy uh, enough of them, and so and the place I live is, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where there's, there's always a bulb burning out, and uh, I never have one on hand. So that's what I'm going with. Although I will stop by your place to pick up a little of uh, that trail mix because that's that's some good stuff. And I'll drop by your place if I need a, a light bulb. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, to, you know, for those not familiar with Costco's business, they, Kirkland is the in-house brand. Mm-hmm. That was one of the questions I asked Senegal the last time I interviewed him, and this is a couple of years ago, but I was asking him about, you know, 
how do they view the Kirkland brand? Because obviously it's their brand. Um, it is while they don't really go deep into the numbers, it is more profitable for them as any house brand would be. Uh, um, and he said at the time that's something that they're actually keeping a pretty tight ceiling on because they realize that yes, it is more profitable for them, but they also realize that. that they have to walk that fine line with with uh, while they can dictate terms to their partners uh, for the most part they also don't want to you know cuz uh, i mean you could look at that and be like gosh you could make half half of a costco could be kirkland branded stuff and then they just don't want to do that mm-hmm. which is just one more reason senegal is just a hell of a smart man all right david kretzman simon erickson thanks for being here guys Thank you. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Ann Henry. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Tuesday because Monday is President's Day here in the United States. Yes, once again, we've taken Lincoln's birthday and George Washington's birthday, and we've just mashed them up, so we, but we get the day off. So the markets are closed. We'll see you on Tuesday.